catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Tate and Todd Washington Commanders podcast brought to you by Fansided and Todd. We are full circle week two of the NFL season and your commanders, Washington Commanders, are one and one. Todd, how you feeling? You know, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Do I sound okay? You sound good, bro. Yeah, my quality has been audio quality. I apologize for how bad it's been <laughs> last couple episodes, but I am frustrated, but I'm trying to remember that the first three weeks of the NFL season, better or worse, are, you know, not real. So um, not 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 real, but you got to take them with a grain of salt, right? They could be not real. There's a bigger chance. So um, but also we're kind of seeing some of the same stuff we saw last year. So my expectations have I mean, they haven't changed significantly, but um I'm really worried about the the defense, obviously. So I'm not feeling great. I'm not feeling terrible. I'm waiting until after week four to really see how I feel. How are you feeling? Uh, <clears throat> I was disappointed. Um, still disappointed. But uh, <laughs> all of that can change with the win this week. Uh, like I said, I, I this is why I love and I hate the football season <clears throat> because it's so short. So, like, you really have to dwell week after week after week. So, one week you could be like, oh man, we're really, really good. And then it's an emotional swing up to week two. Oh, we're like, oh, right. maybe we're picking in the top three. So it's I'm, <laughs> exactly I'm that's what I'm trying to stay away from. <laughs> I'm trying to stay. I told myself. So this week I'm kind of glad we lost because this week I'm like, all right, I know we're going to get smacked by Philly. My, that's how I feel already. So, right, come right. Out and win, it'll surprise me. So my expectations are low, disappointed, but like you said, Todd, one and one. I mean, they're night. I think they said 19 teams in the NFL right now, one and one, uh, which yeah. is a, was hasn't happened since 2012, which it was. Oh wow, okay. Uh, one and one. So I mean, hey, we're still in the game. I mean, we got a big game this week, but uh, I'm feeling 
right now at the, at the moment disappointed right now i'm feeling uh just 50 50. 50 50 50 50 50 50 um yeah i um i think it's less that they lost to the lions right and it's more of how they lost Sure. Which is like, okay, it, it could have been worse. Like, if they had actually gotten fully blown out, because I wouldn't say that those were garbage time points or yards. I would say that they, they right, they fought back and they could have, it, they made it a game, right? Um, but it's it's the fact that they started so slow to the point that they got down 22 to 0. Yeah. And then suddenly it's, it's, it's more frustrating that you were able to turn it on so significantly after doing nothing the entire first time. It doesn't make sense. It's like, well, okay, if you're doing this now to this level, to where you score 27 points in the second half, you could have been doing this earlier. Yeah. Um, so it's more frustrating that they were getting dominated by the Lions the first half, and then they didn't get dominated in the second half. They had just gotten dominated so much in the first, it was just too much. They had let them get ahead too much. Right. That's the frustrating part. But then, you know, the Lions, are they've got a lot to prove, and, and they're just playing with the fire and the passion that – I just don't think the commanders have right now. But the hope is that after getting down the way they did, losing the way they did, maybe they'll start to get some of that, right? right. You, you hope that this loss early in the season will kind of catapult them in some areas to improve where they need to improve. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's where I try to <clears throat> remain balanced because uh, right. we're on defense – we're still without two of our best players. So I know we're going to right. the season, you know, with Chase Young and Cam Curl practicing full today, and hopefully we'll see him out there uh, this Sunday because we're definitely going to need him against this Philly team who's a juggernaut offensive. Right, player. definitely. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you on the offense side, and um, I guess we'll talk about that. We'll transition into that here in a, in a minute. But uh, one thing that I was really overall synopsis of the game was just how Detroit, how we just weren't prepared. Um, right. Uh, one thing I noticed after the game, they showed a little little preview, not a preview, but a little, I forget what it's called, a picture where um, Scott Turner is talking to, to Carson Wentz and there's Car- Scott Turner smiling as if he's saying, you know, that that's on me. You know, I could have called a better game and mm. Carson Wentz, you know. So at the end of the day, just like I mentioned last week, Todd, Carson and Scott are still getting used to each other. So they're going to have to figure this stuff out. And um, I'm glad they figured it out now when a team is going to be coming at you and the offensive line is going to be, you know, coming at you. I mean, the defensive line is going to offensive line is going to be playing uh, poor and the defensive line is just taking over. They can take some notes of how they can approach that in the second half and adjust. So it's going to be a learning curve. And I hope that they take it for the better. Yeah. You know, it's like you can look at the negatives, which are real. But then, you you know, you it it can help to look at the positives, which which are real. Um, you said one in one teams, however many there are, hasn't been that many since 2012. Another thing that hasn't happened since 2012 for this team specifically is that they have not scored as many points through two weeks mm-hmm. as they did in 2012, which is they've scored, what, 50, uh, 55 points, I think, right? 55 points, sound right. They haven't scored that many points through two weeks since 2012 with RG3. So, and, and then on top of that, uh, and I tweeted about it during the offseason, but when you look back the last five years, the teams that have made the Super Bowl, whether they won or lost, no team had averaged less than, I think it was about 27 points a game. Mm-hmm. So we know that that's mm-hmm. a key range. It was 27, 26 and a half points per game that they need to average if they're going to have any chance at contending for anything offensively. Defensively, 
I'm less worried. If you can just give up less than 24 points a game while averaging more than 27 points a game on offense, I think you really have a chance to do something. You, you'd you like to give up less. But for me, I'm more focused on what they're doing offensively. And so they're starting off on the right foot offensively, I guess, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Um, we want to get into it and just we're going to look at each each phase, offense, defense, special teams, give two thoughts each on each phase of, of the game, I guess. Right. You want to yeah, go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, offensively, <clears throat> I guess on a real or fake um, kind of kind of thing, what do you think about the second half? Uh, my, my thoughts in the second half were the offense is for real, and then when they want to turn it on, they can yeah. turn it on. It was three straight drives where they were – I mean, I think they scored three straight drives. I've Easily. never seen that ever right. in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, that's sad. Um <laughs> I would say I'm going to say real, and I think Scott Turner is still kind of learning how different what he has is. And I think he needs to learn how to how to work it best, really, because in the first half, it wasn't all him. It was some him. The offensive line was really struggling, weren't ready for the pressure the Lions were bringing. That safety really hurt because it was a good call, and Dotson was open on a deep comeback route 15 yards down the field to get you out of the hole. And, you know, Leno just got beat. But then you had a third and six. And it's man coverage, and this is what they've been doing. And you, you're call, trying to get a double move to Terry McLaurin, which I like that maybe on a third and one where you know you'll go for it if you don't get it, but not a third and six in their territory. And, look, we all know Terry McLaurin is not the best at running double moves. I prefer you you call something that's a man beater uh, where you get someone in space you know, and just let them catch and run. So I think he's still kind of learning that. But in the second, it felt like the first half of the game he was calling scared. He was trying to force the running game, force that issue. It wasn't happening. And in the second half, he said, you know what, forget it. We're just going to throw it. And it worked. So I'm going to say real, 27 points in the second half, is it's tough to fake. Cause, and like we said, that wasn't garbage time. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm going to go real or fake. I think last time I asked about Antonio Gibson – and it was in a more positive light. But I'm going to say, real or fake, Antonio Gibson is not a good runner as a running back. Like, he just not, not – I'm not saying as a player as a whole, but as a running back. His vision, his the way he explodes through the hole, identifying cutback lanes, all that sort of thing. Real or fake that he's just not good at it. Yeah, that's real. Um, <laughs> he presses way too much uh, to me. And I, I saw yep. a couple of plays where he's going outside. Yeah. And he just ends up going out of bounds. Like, he just right. runs diagonal the whole place. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, are you, like, cut up the field or, like, something? <laughs> right. Like, try to get some positive yards. And he did that multiple times, and it kind of stalled the drive, I believe. Um, he still had a touchdown, but. I wish Wentz would have had that touchdown. <laughs> yeah, I know. Honestly, honestly <laughs> that would have been real nice. But he should have had that. He should have had a receiving touchdown. But, I mean, he, yeah. receiving, he's, he's he's been doing a heck of a job. I do give him that. He dropped a pass. But uh, I think they need to start looking at this as him being maybe more more of a third down back, especially with Brian Robinson coming back soon. But uh, real that Antonio Gibson is not okay, not a good runner at all. Here's my now. Here's my question, okay? Because you said as a third down back, which is you know an automatic fair assumption. But would you rather have Gibson as your third down back or J.D. McKissick in terms of catching the ball and doing something with it on a third down? McKissick. Yeah, I'd rather have McKissick too. McKissick. And then as a as a as a runner, first down, second down, would you rather have Gibson or Brian Robinson? Robinson. So where does Gibson fit in here? <laughs> this, that's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be very interesting because yep. he, I think there's gonna be some games where he's not getting 
I mean, much, especially if, if Robinson comes back running like he did before he got, you know, for yeah, I, I, mean, I don't think there's anything as a I mean, not anything, but as a receiver, I'm not sure there's there's anything really that Gibson can do better than J.D. McKissick. No. So and like he's, I just remember watching like Le'Veon Bell. He's I, I'm pointing him out when he was good before he, you know, ruined his career. <laughs> And the patience you would have with finding that cutback lane and then yeah, just yeah. going gives it you, you talk about him just running straight out of bounds. It's because he's not moving. He's not working across the field patiently looking for a cutback. He just starts running. Right. And it's almost like in Madden where if you hold R2 immediately and then you try to make a cut, it's not going to let you cut. Right. That's kind of Gibson for me. So, sorry. <clears throat> no, Go no, ahead no, with it, yours. It makes sense. I think I – think, I'm gonna make a bold bold assumption. I think the way the running backs are this year, no running back has really came on the scene as of yet. Even if you look at fantasy purposes, mm-hmm. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Derrick Henry, all those guys are, you know, James mm-hmm. Conner, all those guys. Uh, besides Aaron Jones and a couple other, right? Eckler had a big game, but right. I wouldn't be surprised if if Brian Robinson Jr. is in top ten in a rushing this year. Um, I think so just because of the slow start amongst running backs this year so far. So I think Brian Robinson is going to play a big role of what they want to do as far as moving the chains. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to be hard to tackle, and I can't wait to have him back. So yep. uh, I guess back back to the offense, real or fake, and I mentioned it last week or you mentioned it last week, Terry McLaurin, man, what is going on? Mm. He's not getting the targets. <clears throat> he right. made a couple big catches. Um, real or fake, is, 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 it, is it a slow start or is he just – I'm not getting open or I'm going to go with I'm going to go with fake again. Um, And I say that because, for one, his targets are going to be more spread out. Right. Just because if you look at what they've done through two weeks, Dotson, Samuel, McLaurin are all getting their touches, all getting their targets. Um, But I think as they continue and Scott Turner and Carson Wentz get more comfortable with each other, get more comfortable with the weapons they have, that Terry McLaurin is still going to be your 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 number one in terms of like getting him in in terms of explosive plays really right. is what I mean, um, and I think they will make it more of a point. They paid him money, so they have to get him the ball. So I know Curtis Samuel's getting those touches because he's your gadget guy. He's running, he's doing all this different stuff, but I think they will make it continue to make make it more of a point getting Terry McLaurin the ball, letting him do stuff in space, and getting him the ball downfield which you know they have two weeks now the one that he caught the great catch where he kind of slid and caught it yeah um should have been a catch and run situation you know um but it was just not a great ball from not a good ball from Carson Wentz but Terry McLaurin's still going to be your you know run that deep cross run that deep post you know guy and then Curtis Samuel's going to get his touches so like I said the yards are the yard the average per touch is going to be way in McLaurin's favor compared to Curtis Samuel but the touches will probably be in Curtis Samuel's favor Right. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll say. I guess I'm saying fake, right? I'm saying fake on what it on what it is, and that it will be something else. Um, I'm gonna go real or fake on Carson Wentz touchdown to interception ratio, and obviously I'm not saying that he's gonna. You know, he's thrown three interceptions, so that average will continue. I'm really more so saying the touchdowns seven through two games. Heineke threw twenty total <laughs> last season. If he throws ten this week, he's he has half in three games. So real or fake that Carson Wentz is not just going to break, but kind of sh- maybe shatter that that thirty touchdown record or that that hasn't been hit here by the Commanders. Uh, real, <laughs> he's definitely. He... Or let's just say that he's going to be a three to four touchdown guy more than not this season. 
Yes, real, real. With the weapons, with the weapons they have, <clears throat> I just think it's just think they put up twenty seven in the first half. Second half. Second half. Second half. Right. Right. Yeah. I wish it was yeah. The first half. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Imagine if they if they put it together. Yeah. You know? Like, and like, and like you said, twenty seven in the first half instead of the second half. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So right. Like first week, it was okay. First quarter, fourth quarter, sandwich in yeah. between. I believe zero in between. Yeah, yeah. It was the Jaguars game first and fourth? They scored right. twenty eight, two in the first, two in the fourth. Yeah, two in the. So and then you get to this week, and it's slow start. <laughs> yep. Second half, third, turnout. fourth. Right, right. Two, I only only when two quarters. Put it all together and put a full game because I really believe this offense can score a touchdown. Like, quarter I, I really believe that. yeah you know maybe even right. more if you get some turnovers but i'm gonna say real i think until brian robinson gets back i don't think the run game is a factor so they're yeah. gonna score through the air i agree i agree with that and i just want scott turner to realize that and not don't force something that's not working right. the strength of this team will be through the air right. and, and that's you paid in money and in draft capital for that so right. you know use it um, you want to hit me with the defensive one now? Yeah, I'm going to give you a thought with the – not a thought, but I just want to ask a question. Why didn't they use Samuel – before we move yeah. to defense, why didn't they use Samuel um, the way they used him in the first game? I thought I, I was really mm. curious about that. They did more – in the second half, they used him more so like they did in the first game. But this, in the first half, they didn't use him like they did in the first and you game. And you saw the difference. You saw the difference. So I was, <laughs> I'm a little confused about that. I don't know what yeah. your opinion is on that. Yeah, I need to I need to kind of go back and watch it cuz but but it doesn't seem like it was missed opportunities. It seems like it was it's like a philosophical right. difference, right? He wasn't getting those carries. Um he wasn't getting those quick bubble screen touches the same volume he was. I just think I think they were trying to get the ground game going with Gibson more to start um and maybe be less quote unquote gimmicky and it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And then when you went back to it, you know, he got his touchdown he got his long catch and so yeah i think it was I, th- I think they were just trying to be maybe more traditional more methodical to start this game with gibson and it was just not effective yeah not effective at all yeah all right well defensively uh i guess the elephant in the room was the third down defense real or fake is it real or man that's a tough one <clears throat> for uh, they got just, off the field when they, when they got the third down for the most part they, they are Tied for the third best third down defense right now, twenty eight percent. That's so different from last year. I mean, it's crazy. They were they were by far the worst last year. They gave up. I think it was thirteen of seventeen in the Chargers week one. Yeah, I remember that. The problem is that they're the third downs. They're doing great on third down, but they're just allowing teams to get six point six yards of play. So they're just they're facing. I think the twelfth or tied for twelfth or tenth most third downs per game. Mm-hmm. Um, which you want to, well, let me see. I'm trying to think, make sure I get it there. They're, they should be facing more third downs. They're maybe the 20th or so they're 20th or in the 20th to 24th range in terms of how many they're facing. You want to be closer to the top in that while also having that conversion rate below. Um, is the third down defense real or fake? I'm going to go with fake. It's just tough to say that anything positive about the defense is real because maybe teams begin to struggle. Maybe they step up on first and second down, but now this, now they're just converting third downs, right? So I'm going to go with fake for the defense third down conversion rate at 28%. Hope of that. I hope that I'm wrong. They got to get the first and second down figured out. Um, for defense, 
Montez Sweat, right? <clears throat> he had a he had a he didn't have a bad first game. He had, doesn't have any sacks, but his presence was more felt this week. His presence wasn't felt so much. Just his performance through two weeks, which is really just that he hasn't been noticeably impactful. Really, is that real or fake? That's real, man. I just. I don't know. I, I start to question whether or not you can resign a guy that's not getting any sacks. I mean, I understand he's six six, but we can't be talking about potential for four years now. He, he's he's four years right. in the league, and right. I know one of my homeboys like, man, you can't give up sweat, man. He he gonna be good. I'm like, we've been saying that for four years now. <laughs> right. We can't like we cannot bank on that. I don't know if you can pay him a lot of money. Now, granted, you probably will because you can't lose that type of talent. But for me personally. Give me somebody with bend who can bend. Mm-hmm. The I don't yep. care who's six six. I need somebody who can bend, get bend, get low, and, and sack the quarterback. He's not cutting it for me personally. Yeah, the pressures are cool, but I need guys who can get to the quarterback. And um, I don't know what it is. I don't know why he can't get get to get to the quarterback. Yeah, I mean the, the pressures are obviously important, but they're clearly not affecting the outcome of games. I mean, look, yeah, I know week one against the Jags, he on that last play yeah. the interception. But I'm in terms of teams getting yards and moving the ball, you're getting the pressure, but they're getting the ball out faster than the pressure. And so the pass rush is more in sync, but the pass rush with the coverage, you're getting quick pressure, but there's always somebody open, so it doesn't right. matter. You, you need to get home or you need to affect the play. I just don't think they have the playmakers on the back end for the pressure to matter because you're getting there fast enough, but the, on the back end, they're still playing reactive instead of proactive, mm-hmm. not playing with instincts, so they're not anticipating where the ball is going to go. They're reacting to where it does go. You're not getting those turnovers. Maybe you're getting the, the stop on third down, third and long, but you're not getting you know a, a tip pick or you know a jump, jumping and picking the ball because you forced the quarterback <clears throat> to throw it fast and you were there. So, yeah, that's just an issue right now. Sorry. You can hit me with another one. Uh, Jamin Davis. His struggle, was it real or fake? Because mm. personally, through two games, he should have two sacks. And that would yep. maybe lead the team and lead yeah. the team. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to go with fake, actually. And um, we've talked about it offline. but And, and, he, and this, is, this is how I would describe Jamin Davis' performance through two weeks. Um, he hasn't been a, a huge help defensively, clearly, because, you know, teams are getting yards and points through two weeks. But he hasn't been a focal point of issue to where you say he's why it's happening. I mean, week one with Christian Kirk, yeah, sure, he can't really stay with Christian Kirk. I wouldn't expect him to be able to, though. I don't care whether he was dra- where he was drafted or what his 40 time was. I expect that to be a mismatch in their favor. This past week, you know, it's not like the big play is happening here and there. And you're saying, Jamin Davis, Jamin Davis. He's not making a big impact positively, but he's not a huge issue negatively he's kind of just in the middle and I understand as a first round pick you you need him to make a bigger impact positively um but I don't really think he's he's definitely not struggling like he did last year and I think he's showing potential to get there because he's playing more downhill he's playing more aggressively and look like I said it last year give me a guy who and this is kind of how Derek Force is playing for better or worse I'm attacking I know I'm going to get it wrong sometimes. I'm going to give a big play sometimes. But I'm also going to get it right sometimes, and I'm going to stop a play or I'm going to make a play. I need that. And I think Jamie Davis, is kind of, he, the, the scales are tipping in that direction to where he's, he's just going, and he's going to be wrong, but he's also going to be right. And that's how you have to play as a linebacker, especially just trust your instincts. So it's being, I think, 
overplayed his struggles. Uh, you want more from him early on, but he was out of position last year. This year, clearly they have issues as a defense as a whole, and I think he is not one of their biggest issues defensively. So I'm going to say fake. Yeah, for sure, I'm, and I'm going to piggyback off of that. My my biggest concern with that is that his play now is what we should have saw last year. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah. So that's on the coaching staff. Personally. Yeah, right, I agree. And he's still, to me, he's he's playing fast. I mean, he, yeah. he's a good blitzer. To me, he looks like a good blitzer. Right, um, right, right. And he's blitzer. been he's been he's been blitzing. He's been rushing the quarterback wow. a decent amount. They've been rushing five, and he's been a part of that. Exactly, exactly. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fake as well. I think I think he's gonna get better. Um, he 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 did well this week, and you know with Swift, he had a. I think they ran a um a, stunt. a wheel route. Oh, oh, the wheel route, yeah, yeah. The wheel route early in the game, and uh, the pass was a little bit better. Swift probably would have scored, right? But uh, he covered it pretty well for a short, short throw. But I, I expect Jamin to play better towards the middle half, and and Ron Rivera's teams usually pick up defensively yep. uh, towards when it gets cold outside. So yeah, I, I think Jamin will be great when it starts that, that November, late November, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. I agree with that. Um. He has been rushing. I, I, I wish I had the numbers in front of me, but it's it's been a handful of rushes for him. And like you said, he should have two sacks if not for a illegal contact penalty. Um, real or fake? <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> real or fake? Do Kendall Fuller and William Jackson the third? and I don't really usually like to talk this way, <laughs> speak this way on the podcast, but do they just suck? <laughs> like, do they just, are they just bad? Real, man. I, I... <laughs> I Go ahead, and then I'm gonna give my thoughts. Go ahead. I just don't understand, man. Uh, everybody's like promote Chris Harris as the defensive coordinator, and right? Like, how can kinda, you promote him when the when the secondary is playing something. terrible? Right, you know, right, terrible. At, not against great receivers either. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's no reason why, and I and I like Armand St. Brown, but it's no reason why he's mossing William Jackson in the end zone. I yeah. just don't get it. I just. I mean, even even Josh Reynolds. That's what I'm saying. Before. Reynolds right. too. Yeah, I'm just like, I, I I really don't get it. I don't know if his scheme, I don't know what it is, but they need to figure that out uh, as soon as possible. I like this. Yeah, they need to figure that out, man. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, <clears throat> it's tough. It's tough for me to say, and I asked you, so I don't have to answer. But what I'm going to say is, it was kind of on the Jamin thing. As a defensive back, I feel like you have to play instinctively you you can't play as though you are afraid to get beat mm-hmm. i feel like if you play like you're afraid to get beat as a defensive back then you're gonna one get beat but you're also you're not only gonna get beat over the top you're gonna get beat underneath because you're so worried about getting beat downfield that you're giving up everything underneath when you give up you know uh, the number of, of completions and yards equivalent to a deep completion it's all the same and so you look at Trayvon Diggs, for example, where this, his mentality is he's going to get beat deep. Like he, doesn't, he doesn't care, but he's also going to make a play. Kendall Fuller and William Jackson III, to me, are just not playing instinctively at all. They are very much the, just, I don't know if they're in their heads. I can't say that, but just the way it looks like they're playing is as though they are in their heads and they are just worried about just not getting beat. And then because of that, they end up getting beat you know, on a little crossing, on a little drag route, whatever it may be. I mean, there was one route, and I and I almost tweeted it out, and I didn't, but it was Reynolds. It was Josh Reynolds. 
This was on the 49-yard completion to Amon Ross St. Brown, <clears throat> who shouldn't have been that wide open. And if he wasn't, it wouldn't have mattered. They still would have converted because Josh Reynolds ran a little, just a drag route against Kendall Fuller. And he, I mean, his release, it wasn't anything great. It wasn't anything you should be worried about. But he, he got so many yards of separation on just a, a, just a drag route from Kendall Fuller. He would have been wide open and they would have got yards in that play too. And I don't understand why Kendall Fuller just, he was so, he just looked antsy. His feet were moving so much. He got so off balance. And then now he's just in chase mode. Now he's just in pursuit. And that play, which, you know, no one's going to talk about that because you had a big play anyway, but it just exemplified the issue for me. He's not, when you see him lined up, he doesn't look like he's saying like, I'm going to shut this man down. I'm not worried about what happens. I'm going to do what I need to do. He's saying, oh, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I, I can't, oh, no, no, I hope you don't. Oh, oh, crap, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. I'm chasing him. That's the mentality. And, and I just, that, I do think there is potential for that to improve as the season goes where you just kind of have to have that just screw it mentality. Like, right. like I'm going to get beat sometimes, but right. I'm also going to beat you sometimes. Right. Right, 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 right. There's the potential for them to get there, but they got to get there faster because all they're doing now is getting beat. <laughs> so, yeah. I, but yeah, I, I think real is fair. I would rather them get beat over the top, like because they're too aggressive, right? Than these then little slants that are getting, just, you know, yeah, slants, and corner routes, the, yeah. uh, digs, uh, out routes, curl, comeback. It's just like this was, you know, killing. they're they're lined up ten yards off the ball, and then they're backpedaling. Exactly. exactly. And then it's like they they just run a ten yard comeback route, and you were so worried about getting beat deep. But then now you gave up 15 yards. And exactly. it's like, okay, doesn't matter. So, um, okay, that was mine. You, have you done two? Or, yeah. Okay, all right, so now we go to special teams? Special teams, yeah. Okay, uh, your go. Um, I guess we can both <laughs> hit hit on – well, I'll do one of each. I don't yeah, know we can do – well, you want to just do one? Yeah, I'll, I'll do Let's Joey just... Sly because I know you want Dax. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, Joey, Joey Sly. Sly. What, what's going on with Joey Sly? Real or fake? Mm. Is the struggles real or is it fake? If we if we want to, you know, it would be consistent with Washington kickers. <laughs> it would be consistent that they perform better elsewhere. I mean, he did get cut by the Panthers, but I I just don't understand how you miss that extra point. Like not not under any circumstances, but especially especially under those circumstances. The whole analytical reasoning behind going for two, whether or not you fail, is based on the essentially guarantee that he is going to make the extra point next time we score. When you miss the extra point, it's like, okay, well, now we really look stupid. <laughs> Why are we down by two scores? We should be down by eight. And that last drive would have looked differently if they were down by eight, 100%, right, Tate? That last drive would have looked different if you don't need to score and then get an onside kick and score again. Right. I'm going to go with, I mean, I'm... Uh, you know what? I'm going to say fake. I'll, I'm going to say fake. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I know we saw it in preseason two, which adds to the concern, <laughs> but I'm going to go with fake for now and say, no, it was it was more of a one-off situation. We've got 15 games left, and he'll go the next 15 games, and he won't miss an extra point because like it just can't happen, yeah. especially in that situation. So I'm going to go with fake. Um, I feel like this isn't – I don't know. I feel like I should – give you something a little tougher than this, but Dax Milne just is not good. <laughs> is just not very good at, as a returner. And when I say not very good, he, I, I really mean I don't think he has uh, explosiveness to break returns. Real or fake? <laughs> Real. <laughs> <laughs> it was too easy. <laughs> he, uh, he's, um, 
<laughs> Man, like, I mean, I know he's going to catch the football, so that's a good thing. I mean, yeah, maybe that's all we need. But I think they're going to have to put Gibson back there. Um, Man, I, I don't know if I trust Gibson. Like this week, I think they're going to have to. <laughs> what about Dotson? You could put Dotson on punt return. On punt return, I put Dotson. Just telling. Oh, you mean, yeah, on kick return, put Gibson. But I can't, I can't take Dax on punt and kickoff anymore. I just, it's just like, you know – you're not going to get anything from it. No. Erickson right. would have been better, honestly. If Erickson looked like he had more. Looking back at it. I mean, I think that I think that DeAndre Carter, I hate to spend a whole lot of time talking about someone who's been on like nine teams, but clearly he's good enough to be on a team. I mean, he's, he's, got, he's made some catches from Justin Herbert. Kind of feels like the commanders put him on the map. I, he would have been, he just would have been better and he would have been cheap. And as much as you want to draft and develop your own guys, you also want the better player. And, right. you know, I think Dex Mon as a receiver is, is fine for a, you know, fifth, sixth receiver. But I think that in terms of what they offer as receivers, DeAndre Carter and Dex Milne, it's, it's at best a wash. Um, but as returners, Carter is clearly better, he has a more yeah. explosive potential. And the cost difference is insignificant so mm-hmm. i understand you drafted dex mill but you drafted him in the seventh round deandre carter is a veteran but there's just the mentality of just keeping your own over you know an outsider but if the outsider is better and doesn't cost anything cut dax milne yeah. i don't care put him on the practice squad and keep deandre carter because you felt like you had a chance with deandre carter with dax right. milne it's like i mean they're just popping him so you getting toe up bro yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe he'll prove us all wrong this week, but I just, I, I don't think, I think he has enough suddenness to be a slot receiver, but I don't think he has enough suddenness as a kick returner mm-hmm. or elusiveness or explosiveness or just speed. So, yeah, not at all. I agree with that. Week two, real or fake, you know, um, it's, it, you know, we got to wait till at least, I'm saying, like I said, week after week four is when I'll start kind of holding on to some things. Um, We'll talk about this Eagles game and expectations and the Cowboys game, but week two against the Lions, you, you just hope it was a wake-up call for them to to play with that level of intensity and, and desire to win that we saw from Detroit. Right, right. And, and, and a wake-up call it should be. A yep. wake-up call it should be. And knowing Ron, I know that, I just I honestly, and, and I know we'll talk about this later this week. Um, I don't see how you beat Philadelphia, man. I, I mean, it's a, it's a division. I agree. Game. I agree. Anything, anything is possible, but I don't. Possible, I don't see how. I think we're fine. Right. Right. But right. Defensively. Defensively. I don't see how you force the Eagles to punt. <laughs> and 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 these and this Commanders defense does not force turnovers either. And they're undisciplined. Yeah. They don't make plays. It's not like they give up a bunch of yards, but they get a bunch of turnovers. You can handle that. They don't do that. I, I just don't take. We'll talk about it, but I don't see how the Eagles punt the ball once. I don't. I don't. <laughs> uh, we're just not. I think you have to. I think you have to score over forty-five points to beat the Eagles. Once early, but we'll talk about get, it. Yeah, yeah, we'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it, but overall, um, it's it's uh, that that the loss wasn't that bad. I mean, yeah, you want to beat the Lions. Yeah. But I think in the grand scheme of things, you have to win that game. But I don't think it's the end of the world. But like you, I think, like you said, made it, you, you know, you said it best. How they lost is what hurt as opposed to that they lost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And look, 
maybe you know middle or end of the season we'll look back at this Lions game this this is a team that has been playing better they've been doing something since the end of last season right and 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 they 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 came back on the Eagles and had a chance so I know they were the first two teams to pick in in the draft last year but we saw the Jaguars just blow the just shut and blow the Colts out so I don't think that these are games that you know we're going to say they had no business beating us in the grand scheme of things um that well, lion's off it could come back to bite us at the end of the year if we're 10 and 7 and the lions are 10 and 7 right and they look right. back at that yeah it could be it could be we'll just we'll we'll you know we'll see who the teams are this year ultimately that they need to really handle and and maybe the lions are the tougher opponent compared to the titans in week 5 when Ooh, okay. before the season started the titans looked like they'd be the tougher opponent right I like that. yeah yeah right that's so that's I'm, I'm not even trying to be positive i'm just trying to like no, the good. like the nfl just changes from season to yeah. season so you know the power shifts and and they've got some young weapons over there and golf is you know he's he's not playing terribly so mm-hmm. um all right, we'll talk about it again. I think I want we'll, them again, though. I hope we play them. I hope we make it to the playoffs and play the and play the Lions. The Lions, really? So bad. I, we'll see. I mean, in terms of seating, it was talking be tough. So much, man. They were they were happy. It was the Super Bowl for them. That place, that place was <laughs> jumping, man. It was. It was. I seen Carson like this on the first series. I said, "Oh yeah, it's loud in that." <laughs> yeah. All right. That's what FedEx Field needs to be like on Sunday with the Eagles. We will see. Um, all right. Anything else to add? No, that's it, man. Let's let's. We'll see y'all, uh, I guess, maybe a couple of days and uh, talk about this Philly game. But it's a huge Philly game, not a must win, but it's a game where if you win this game, you get talked about it's probably a favorite. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you, then you go into week four against the Cowboys team that is missing their starting quarterback yeah. and offensive playmakers. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But like we say, we, we'll talk about it. <laughs> We'll talk about it. As always, this is Todd. And this is Tay. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.